0: Today we are chatting with Kelsey Dara. She is an incredible creator, actor, director, and she's currently working on a documentary up in the Pacific Northwest. And to do so, she has actually started living the van life in an RV. So since we're gonna be hitting the road for a fork in the road, kind of doing a similar production stint, I wanted to get her tips on living that van life. So with that, I bring you Kelsey Dara. Before we get started, we've got a note from our sponsor, RV Share. For me, there is no greater joy than the freedom of the open road. And what better way to do that than keeping all of the comforts of home while you're on the move? I'm talking about planning an RV road trip. I know what you're probably thinking, Krista, what if I don't have an RV? Well, that's where RVShare comes in. RVShare is the largest RV rental website with thousands of awesome RVs to choose from nationwide. So turn your daydreams into reality like I did and head to RVShare.com today. That's rvshare.com, where you can find the perfect RV for your next adventure. Now, on to our episode. Hey, 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 sorry about that. Zoom issues.
1: I hear you. I've said, even though we've been using Zoom for the last 10 months of the pandemic.
0: (laughs) It never seems to work. So there's always something, right? So by the way, guys, Kelsey is an amazing director. She's an amazing creator. And she's working on this documentary, which is what brought you to Mm -hmm. purchasing the van. So Mm -hmm. tell me a
1: little bit about that. Yeah. So like any white bitch in her late twenties, I became obsessed with looking at pictures of sprinter vans. Like <laughs> I started following all the accounts, my Pinterest board, and I was like very dead set on doing a van, like a transit or like a extended. Cause my boyfriend's 6'4. I was like very dead set on one day doing van life. Like for sure. And I mean, this is probably like two years ago when it really started popping off on Instagram. Well, well, well. Then this documentary project pops up where it was over one of the holidays. Uh, I think it was Labor Day or Memorial Day. Whatever is in the summer. I think it's Labor Day. I Maybe Memorial. What
0: is it about those two? I feel I bad know. for them. It's like that, two brothers, sisters, you can't tell apart. Like, oh, exactly.
1: All the same. So It was in the summer that this TikTok came up on my For You page and it was... A young girl talking about this mental health case up in Oregon where she was describing a story about a young 13-year-old girl who was sentenced to 11 years in juvenile prison when she was having a psychotic manic episode. She has been diagnosed, was on medication, was ripped off her medication by her pediatrician, and three days later went to a manic psychosis threatened to burn her own house down. She's 13 years old, 95 pounds. She's biracial, important to note, And she threatened to burn her house down. Her mom called a crisis center, which she had been instructed to do if Soraya is the young girl's name had ever gotten into that, like d- dangerous uh, self-harm area. And They sent the police, the crisis center sent the police instead of a crisis intervention counselor. And she was arrested. Her parents didn't get to see her for, or speak to her for 23 days after she was put in handcuffs. She was interviewed without a parent or a lawyer present while still in psychosis. And she did not get to see a medical professional for three months (gasps) once she wasn't put in handcuffs. She literally was taken out of her home, arrested in front of her family, taken to a police interview station, immediately put into a detention center for three months, did not get any medical care, didn't see psychiatrist, therapist, nothing. No one was assessing her. Um, her family comes from a lower income area, so uh, they didn't have the proper legal team to help get in touch with their daughter. They couldn't see her speak to her for 23 fucking days. And a lawyer steps in and offers to do the case pro bono, tells Soraya to plead guilty because it will get her out faster. Uh, Soraya pleads guilty without any conversation with her parents or another professional or medical professional. She gets sentenced to 11 years until she's 25 in juvenile prison for a crime that didn't happen. Oh and my God. that's kind of like the condensed version. There's a lot more crazy fuckery. And um, like I mentioned, she's biracial. This town up in Oregon, Coos Bay, is historically racist. This small, small town has like notoriety for being the only uh, documented lynching of a black man in Oregon's history, which only happened like 80 years ago. It's like a pretty bad town to be a young black girl. So when I saw this TikTok, I just like couldn't believe it. I was like, "No, no, no, that can't be right." And I found the Facebook page that was dedicated to freeing Soraya. I messaged her mother and I was like, "Hi, like I don't know how I can help. I'm a mental health advocate. Like let's talk." And from that day in June till literally today, I have spoken with her mother every single day. Um we told her we wanted to make a documentary about it, and because things were happening so fast with her case taking off on social media, we had to get up there and film. And with COVID, you can't bring a crew and a bunch of equipment on an airplane back and forth to Oregon. And because it was the labor day or Memorial day weekend, we were like, what about an RV? And of course me being like a van life fan, I was like, fuck yeah. Like it's not (laughs) bad, but like, we'll do it. Um, So we actually rented a 28 foot, um, 2019 coachman, that fit five of us as a crew and we drove 16 hours and I learned a lot on that trip. It was very big. It was very big. And surprisingly, the newer model had like a lot of kinks to be worked out. And I found out that like in the buyer's market, you're actually not supposed to buy like the brand new models because they're trying to update and constantly keep up with like the new technology and the new market that they haven't figured it all out yet. So that was like a little tip that someone told me when we realized we needed to buy our own RV because that trip cost us $5,000 out of pocket to rent the RV off of outdoorsy, pay for all the gas, the mileage, the protections, all that. So -hmm. when we came home, I was like, dude, if we're gonna have to get up and down to Oregon all the rest of this year, like, fuck it, let's just buy one. And like, that began the journey of finding our what we call Justice Jamboree. She's a 22-foot, 1999, which is debatable. Some paperwork in her says 98, but she's registered on the title as 99. Very sketchy. Um, She's a 99 Fleetwood Jamboree, 22 feet, um, just like the love of my life. And I really really was planning on just buying something and driving right back up there but with covid and then the the actual slowness of the legal process we didn't have anything to film because nothing was happening the courts got backed up because of covid and the lawyers were like don't even come up here there's nothing to film nothing's happening she's just sitting in jail like that's also when the protests were getting really crazy in portland and we were just like okay so i was basically stuck july and august with this RV with nothing to do and so I was like time to renovate (laughs) (laughs) with all the like yeah with all the Adderall and energy I had for (laughs) about like 30 days straight I renovated the entire thing with the help of one or two of my friends co-producers on the documentary and you know was documenting it on social media and people were like hey we'd love to donate to the RV renovation. And I was like, no, first go donate to the families go fund me. And they were like, yeah, but we want to like be part of the van build. So we started an Amazon wish list. We got about a thousand dollars in donations from the wish list. Then we put in about 6,000 of our own money for renovations. And we bought her for, it was listed as 15,700 with only 60 K miles We ended up buying it for $11,700. So our total right now, I believe our like running total is about 22K into her. And we've already made our trip up. We filmed, we came back. Uh, We're probably legally not allowed to go back up there again until January for the case, because we also attract a lot of attention when we drive her up there and create a bit of noise. I did paint a big neon yellow stripe down her. So... Now people know who she is, uh, and when we're in town. So I actually was running a couple minutes late because I had to go move her from her parking spot for street cleaning. And that's the long of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a look, it's such an
0: interesting story, I think. Um mm. well, to sort of backtrack a little bit. Manic Bipolar runs in my family. Mm. And mm. so I was never diagnosed with it. The stories that you're telling remind mm. me so much of myself when I was a 15 year old girl, just right. like a total freaking nut job, like yeah. Hanging my head up against a wall full of hormones, mm-hmm. and d- cops were called. And like, mm-hmm. those are the last people in the world you want to see when you're going through an an episode. I mean, I have other family members who are struggling with it, mm-hmm. who've been in and out enough, in and out of hospitalization. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. again, it's always somebody who's coming with a gun drawn, and you're mm-hmm. like, when you're just
1: in that state, that's the last thing you need to see. Yeah. It's really we, been like prevalent in the in the times right now with the Black Lives Matter movement intersecting with like what we're seeing that even people on the other side of things are kind of like, okay, maybe this isn't the best way to approach these kind of calls. <laughs> yeah maybe there should be a you know someone who is a yeah.
0: professional in this area. Um, mm-hmm. it's, we're yeah, really so-
1: like looking to not only tell Soraya's story, you know, we're following it as it happens real time, but through her story, we've met so many other families that have gone through, just horrific stories we think we treat adults bad in the p- prison system it's like you'd be shocked to see what they do the kids because they are so protected with their anonymity because they're minors but that same anonymity is what gives them the power to hide these hor- these horrible things that these kids go through and we're kind of with this documentary ripping that fucking band-aid off and going like look at this wound America has created because of private prisons. So, but whatever, I'm getting a little deep into yeah. it. But no, no being, I mean, but that's important. I mean, that's what yeah. led you to
0: do what you're what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think it is an interesting thing. Um, like you said, I know that there's that, the Paris Hilton documentary that they're working mm-hmm. on about the uh, reform camps and things like mm-hmm. that. Like it is oftentimes the kids, like you said, that's, yeah. it's a blessing and a curse, right? You have
1: protection, but also like, yeah. You're, you know, nobody can see what's going on. Right. And like, who's going to believe kids, right. Who's going to believe a mentally ill child who did something so dangerous. Like there, what I've noticed is like there is such a power trip with adults that we have interviewed that you can find deeply rooted in them that clearly there was some, sort of lack of control somewhere in their life with trauma. And now these authority figures are taking it out on the punishment of kids who clearly need help and not punishment. It's just fucked up.
0: Yeah, it's a really yeah. fucked up, and what a cool way to go about documenting it all, right? Mm. And I think yeah. that's what's interesting about what you do is because you're kind of melding this idea of like a, something in popular culture, van life, TikTok, you know, <laughs> and then this really serious issue issue, which is you know yeah. mental health and police reform and right. obviously racial injustice. You yeah, know, what I mean? it's like and there totally. is kind of this you know middle of the road kind of thing mm-hmm. that you can take um, mm, provide mm-hmm. some sort of lens to it, which is really cool. Yeah, it's definitely not the way I thought it was
1: going to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you think? I mean, like we all kind of think about this van life thing as, as being really idyllic. Like, I know I did. I was like, Oh, it looks like so much yeah. fun and it always looks so beautiful on Pinterest. Like they're yeah. I mean, all of them kind of look the same. They're all kind of like mm-hmm. these boho, chic looking things. Mm-hmm. Like what is the biggest, um, misnomer or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. rumor about van life that you
1: want to dispel? Everything is dirty. Everything is always fucking dirty. Like the pictures you guys are seeing are after like they've cleaned up, and wiped down and everything is spotless and the second you have like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that kitchen is filthy again there are crumbs everywhere there's spoons stuck to the tiny sink there's sand on the floor your bed has dirt all over it because your feet are always dirty because you're never wearing shoes and you're always outside oh and you get hurt All the time. (laughs) Yeah, like bruises, nails ripped off. Like it is. I had to paint my nails because I was doing an on-camera like hand shot the other day and my fingers were disgusting. I broke the tip of my thumb. Like, I don't even know what that bone's called. They were basically like, there's no point in wearing a cast because- it's the tip of your thumb. Like you can't fuck it up more. (laughs) And so that was from hammering something into, uh, to build a generator slide. There's just exposed wood everywhere and nothing is soft. Like there's so many sharp fucking edges and everyone's using wood. Oh God. It's always something cut or bruised or bumped. Like you are hurt and everything is dirty all the time. You have to be very fit. I'm not kidding. Like, you are lifting things and pushing things and I lost probably 10 pounds doing the van renovation like I'm just (laughs) always like with my hands up and like screwing things in and and maybe the build had more to do with that than the actual van life itself but yeah you're so right about van life diet like I've never eaten so healthy in my life than when I'm on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to plan ahead for sure. I think mm-hmm. we know
0: us like stocking up our fridge. I was like, we need to have healthy snacks, right? Like, I don't want to be like, because a lot of the times you're driving and the only gas thing around station. is fast food. Yeah. So you're like,
1: all right, let's got to make sure we're packing some carrots. We need and some hummus. Every gas station has a fucking built-in Cinnabon. And Cinnabon is <laughs> my weakness. I know. <laughs> Bury me with Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Oh my God.
0: Huh? Jowls me in that frosting. Oh man, it's so good. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like, uh, well, so we're, you know, we're producing the podcast wall on the road, right? So like the, we were pulling out tables and chairs and hooking up microphones onto roll up tables oh, and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. And so like, you know, my cuticles are ripping and everything. It's oh, definitely not yeah. as glam as one would think. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's funny because the one we rented, it was a 32 foot. Oh, uh, that's seat. a
1: big boy. She mini winnie. There was nothing mini about her. Oh, mini winnies <laughs> are huge. They really are. Unless you get like a 19 foot, it's fucking huge. Oh,
0: it was massive. I mean, the but the cool thing was the slider, right? So you walk oh, in right. and you're like, when I, we first, we checked it out through RV share and we walk in and we're like, oh, well, this isn't really as big as it looked like. They must've shot this with a really wide angle lens on right. the pictures. And then he was like, oh no, let me show you this slider. And he pushes the button and it just like expanded to uh, double the size. I was like,
1: whoa. This we is- do not have slides. It devastates me. But yeah. I
0: will say, I mean, it's just, it is really cool because you can stop in places that you never would have been able right. to stop in and sleep in before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, like um, our backyard of America, as fucked up as it is right now with what's happening in the world is so beautiful. And there's so much shit I have not seen. Like I've been wonderlusting my whole life. I've been lucky enough to travel to Europe, Asia. I mean, South America. And I had no idea what was like right here. And I'm like about to do a cross country trip and back in her, this holiday season for like a month and a half. And I'm fucking Terrified because it's gonna be winter. Oh God, it's gonna be cold. How are you I'm gonna to- to be I'm gonna be in the south for the way there. We're going from LA to upstate New York, so we're gonna go the south route because that's like what I'm familiar with. Yeah. And then on the way home, we're gonna try and hit as many skiing spots as possible because I'm a I'm a big skier. Ooh. but that means snow. <gasps> oh my God, how do you chain RV? up an RV? Like, what is that even? Look I think way. I need to get snow tires for sure. Yeah. But we're winterizing her tomorrow, actually, which basically just means like putting a fuck ton of antifreeze in her and making sure the pipes aren't going to crack. I mean, she's 99, yeah. so I don't know what the fuck yeah. is underneath her. <laughs> oh, my word. fell her up. She's seen some things. <laughs> Pray for me and DM me if you have advice, please. Yeah. Seriously, oh <laughs> Or if you have God. a place for me to stay and plug in. <laughs> yes. Oh
0: my God. That is, I mean, what, that was so cool though. Just that whole process of learning all the plugins mm. and the sewage plugins. And mm. it's like, what in the hell? Oh Can
1: my I tell God. tell you a secret? I love yeah. dumping the poop. I love oh. it. <laughs> I think it is so fulfilling. Yeah. It's like giving your car a colonic yes i love it we pull up and i'm like oh i guess i'll do it and i'm outside like connect the tube drop the thing open the rock, da, da, da. like i love it it's so and there's fun. that
0: clear thing where you can see it the
1: clear yeah. and oh you're just my, like why weird. is my shit always bright green it's always bright green i'm like what is in there oh my you and your <laughs> kale i've seen the amount of kale you eat it's that kale I'm good for lot you a fucking kale yeah yeah so much kale I'm about to have kale salad right after this.
0: Yes, you are. I love, I'm, I'm a sucker for kale. Sweet greens. Oh my gosh. I've just, oh, sweet Ooh, mommy greens, with kale.
1: Oh, yo, yeah. Sweet greens salad? harvest bowl. The harvest bowl. I was fantastic. spending probably $80 a week on getting it postmated. And finally, like a week ago, I said, fuck this. I'm going to DIY my own harvest bowl. And I meal prepped it and it tastes exactly the same. And now Ooh. it costs me like less than $6 a bowl to make at home.
0: Oh my goodness. I, you know mean. what though? Sweet green, get
1: on it and sponsor this woman. What like seriously, hello. You know where else I want to sponsor from if anyone's listening is Simply Safe. Do you have security on your van or your no. RV? No, we didn't. Well, we
0: had security so much that we were we locked ourselves out. Oh. Like, we had like everything happen that could possibly happen. So we didn't realize on our door... For the actual, like for the um, RV part of the RV, yeah, we had two locks and we didn't realize, <gasps> yeah. yeah, we didn't realize the main lock you have to, you know, that one is the one you lock lock, right? Or, and, you know, we should be using the side lock. So uh, we were actually filming with a rancher out in the central coast and we'd locked ourselves out, like up um, on the fucking ranch with no. the cattle. And he was like, I was like, Rocky. Please tell me you've got some tools. I know if anyone's gonna have some tools, it's the cab right? Yeah, you pull that as far, <laughs> like hoist his daughter into
1: the window so we can get back
0: in. <laughs> like, it'll yes! look
1: cool. that's sure. what I, I'm always thinking about. Like my little cab windows, I'm like, how am I gonna get my body into that? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> we just lots installed honey. lots and lots of kale, honey. <laughs> we just installed the touchpad lock. Ooh, that's yeah, because cool. I was very scared about having keys because every car I've had in my twenties and now I'm 30 has been keyless entry, not because they're <laughs> fancy, but that's just because how cars are built these days. Right. So the idea of carrying keys and like having to transfer keys between people and like, if my partner needs to get in and I'm hiking, I was like, Nope. Yep. let get the keypad. So we got the keypad one. It was a bitch to install, took three yep. people and borrowing tools but it was worth every hour. And yes, it took hours.
0: Oh man, I can only bet that's going to be a lifesaver, especially if you're in the middle of nowhere ah. in the snow. Like you don't want to be locked out of your van. That's oh, And
1: it's I called, know. what is it called again? It's a keyless entry. It's made by some company. I got it on Amazon and yeah. double, triple, quadruple check that it's the right kind of um. Bit that I'm like making a like penis into vagina. Know, I'm like make really sure the key fits, in <laughs> it fits because it. we ordered one and it was like scissoring and I was like, oh no, we got the wrong one. And so I had to send back and get a penis one and now it works. So I I'm know, thrilled. Yeah. So triple oh check. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: it's too much. What are some other things that you or you think are like good uh, items to have? Um, oh, are you kidding? I yeah, could talk about not. this shit all day. This is yeah, amazing. Top five.
1: So okay. top, five's okay. Oh, top five. Yeah. Yeah. I literally have, you know, what's funny is like, I literally made a list because I wasn't sure if I was going to be like YouTubering the whole thing, Mm -hmm. the whole build, but I decided to do these TikToks. So I have all these like unused ideas of like videos that I never did. And a few of them are like, the top five things you need for your RV bathroom, or like, oh wow, yeah. I mean, oh fuck, where's the list? I wonder if it's. I think not... like we never had enough
0: towels. I feel like there, that was one I did. Like a five things you should know as an RVer first. It's time in my, my towels.
1: Yeah, it's in my iPad, which is upstairs, not my notebook. But okay, I
0: got you. But towels, off the top of your head.
1: towels, 100, yeah. because we ended up getting these quick dry towels off of Amazon mm-hmm. that are like twelve dollars. We use them every single time. We never use the fluffy <laughs> towels. Highly recommend quick dry towels. Yeah. Collapsible everything, collapsible strainer, collapsible bowls, collapsible, uh, measuring spoons, like everything that's in your kitchen should be able to be smushed folded down. down, smushed down, handheld vacuum. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, the floor just gets filthy.
1: I know everyone loves that shark one. That's like $400. I got a different one that was maybe like 60 on Amazon. mm mm-hmm. Best goddamn thing I ever bought. Oh, this is a good one. We got like three or four portable battery banks because not only are we like podcasting and businessing on the road and like filming and we need battery all the time, but our battery of the car has died quite a few times because we've left the running lights on or like, you know, you, you park and then you go out the back so you don't realize your running lights are on. Right. And sometimes our battery bank would be drained from using it from our laptop and we'd be like, oh my God, thank God we have a second battery bank to jump the car. So like oh. three or four battery banks, 100%. Yep. Um, I think that's four things. Let's see. My fifth thing would be Mine would be toolkit. I think a I was just gonna say. I oh, bought, sorry, you. No, that was it. You, oh, you nailed it. <laughs> We're on the same It was thing. like yeah. I have a toolbox that is like a drill, a hammer, sticky patches, like staple gun, nail gun, nails, screws, mm. bits, Ooh, bobs. Staple gun. Yes. Fucking, I did all the plumbing, so I know all those goddamn little connector things, like three fourths, half, blah blah. blah. All yeah. of that, just get extra and throw it in a bin and put it away. So yeah. that, those are my top five.
0: <laughs> You'll need it. And I also wish we had the drill. That's the thing. We had, you know, very basic toolkit, screwdriver, wrench, whatever, but a drill would have been
1: excellent for uh, that
0: slider situation. They
1: have like compactable ones now that are like not as powerful, but like do it. Mm. So recommend that. We need to fill like an yeah. Amazon list together. That's what I've been doing is I would go to someone's YouTube channel, go to their Amazon wish list suggestions. And I just put everything on my wish list. Oh, yeah, like copy paste. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever he has, I want it.
0: Yeah. yeah totally. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> totally. To you, now that you've done this RV life thing and van life, what is the most appealing part of it to you? Is it just kind of being able to pack up and move whenever you want? Is it not having to commit yeah. to hotel, saving the money? Like, what
1: is it? It's pretty cliche to say like the going wherever you want thing, because what I've realized is, while absolutely we save money on hotels, that money goes right into gas. Like it's a hundred bucks to fill her up completely. Like my miles per gallon are fucking shit. But, you know, we drive an electric car for our household car. So it's very hard for us to like justify the gas is like so painful every time we have to fill it up. I'm like, oh my God. I know, it, it was a hundred bucks like, for us too. Yeah. Yeah, I, but That's like, awesome. I feel so connected to her in like a weird spiritual level. Like I have put literal tears and blood into the bones of her. And she, you know, my dream would be to after we finish our documentary, which is hopefully beginning of next year, sell her or rent her out to other like justice causes. Like if you need a van to like go to a protest or if you're like a filmmaker who wants to go to the wild and like film, like my dream would be to let her live out the rest of her days helping the world. Because as much as I love her, I, my intention was always to use her, build her up and then let her out into the world, you know, like, I definitely have a connection to her, but like my spirit has always been like, she should be out in the world moving. And I also would like to downsize.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I can't afford a hundred dollars worth of gas every time. I. Yeah.
1: Like my, my dream has always been Sprinter van. And, and I think now that I've done RV, I mean, like, I'm sure you feel the same way now that you've seen like the big, big scale version. It's like, Oh my God. I bet like just tiny gallons, like six gallon tanks must just be like such a breeze to uh, deal with. Deal
0: with and just park and just the ease, yeah. but it is true. It's like then every time you, you know, you go somewhere, you have to make the bed and really tidy things up Where with an RV. It's kind of like, it really is, mo- you know, movable home, yeah. you know? um. So there are yeah. ups, ups and downs to each, I think for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But I definitely recommend it for people to at least try one time, especially now. To me, it seems like the ideal way to travel right now because you don't have to check into a hotel.
1: Or airplanes are so scary.
0: Oh, dude, major creepy. I haven't hopped on a plane since this all started. And I'm, you know, that's what I do.
1: (laughs) I literally was on a plane the week it was like announced in America, like February. They were like COVID. And I was like, oh shit, I better get home. And then have not been on a plane. Cannot believe how many people of my friends who have been like quarantined from the beginning who are like, I can't even come to like your virtual birthday party because I'm like quarantining <laughs> are going on planes for fucking Thanksgiving and Christmas. I know, how I know.
0: We're in, we're in real trouble. We're in real trouble. Retro v- Get on outdoorsy. Get on RV share. Yeah, I know it's it's fucking crazy. I'm I'm like yeah. Get it. Get in that van, guys. We're gonna be buckled down for a lot longer than we anticipate for (laughs) sure. You know, the thing that's interesting too, I've been following along with your journeys and this, this is one journey, right? But you've also yeah. got this journey of sobriety, which I think is really, um, I imagine a challenge right now with COVID I, I'm yeah. <laughs> drinking a whole lot more than I ever used to, but today yeah. I'm excited because I'm having
1: pineapple juice. I was like, Oh, she's Ooh. sober. For once I get to drink like not booze. Yes. I, I love, the love pineapple juice. I was just talking about pineapple juice yesterday. Oh, it's so good. It's like a little it just, vacation in a glass. Burns my mouth. I love it, but that I get those tiny little like white blisters because it's so enzymy. Mm, I love it. You're like not me. <laughs> just, it's worth it. It's worth I just <laughs> filled my bottle. I have a giant like gallon jug. My neighbors installed a like reverse osmosis alkaline water filter that's Mm. like insane it's like you know Berkey filters for RVs it's like 10 times that so we fill our water like every day at their house we just like walk into their house and fill it we like don't even we're not like oh are you guys naked we just walk in and fill our water so that's like (laughs) Like, but yeah like about sobriety if COVID had happened when I decided to quit no fucking way I quit last year June 25th. So, I got like a 6-month head start on sobriety before COVID like really kicked in. Props to anyone who has like either begun their journey or is managing their journey or is recognizing their relationship to alcohol during this journey because I just like I can't even think about how different this this pandemic would be for me if I was still drinking. Like Oh man. Yeah. Not productive, not emotionally well, not, I just never thought I would ever quit drinking ever period, full stop. It was never going to happen for me. I could quit smoking cigarettes. I quit doing Coke. Like I dabbled in every drug possible. I write about it all in the book. And I just like Mm -hmm. always was able to quit cold Turkey, Mm -hmm. never was able to quit drinking. It just never was going to happen for me. It was never in my mind, never thought I could exist as a person. And then I did. And then my life got significantly better. It was like someone turned up the contrast in like a video color correction. Like Mm. literally everything was brighter. Food tasted better. Love was harder. Like Or or like I loved harder. And like, I fucking hate that I am now that person who talks about how great it is to quit drinking because (laughs) I was... The alcoholic, like I was the internet's like best white girl drinker. Like I was <laughs> represented by like wine brands. Like, yeah, I completely did this like three sixty and or three sixty would be all the way around. So I guess I did a one eighty. I did that too, and I'm like, wait a minute. Listen, I'm yeah. a liberal arts girl. I'm a writer. Okay, I'm not a fucking yeah. mathematician, yeah. but with van life there isn't like a drinking aesthetic attached to it, really. Like, I guess the glass of wine on the side of the mountain, like, sure. Mm -hmm. But you have to be sober to drive. You don't want to hike hungover. You can't build shit when you're drunk. You make stupid mistakes. You put the screw in the wrong hole. It's like nothing about what jammy took to build required alcohol. And that, I think, has been my favorite part of it. And like, to be honest, we've had so many people and friends uh, like my producers and stuff and my crew in the van, like I don't think there's ever been alcohol in jammy now that I'm thinking about it. Not on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Just That's like amazing. Accidentally there's not been yeah. any, nothing, no alcohol in there. That's crazy. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs>
0: That is really, that is wild. We definitely had some in our van. Uh, I do love ending the day with some wine, but I I can definitely relate to the whole thing where it's like, it's so easy to get out of control, especially reporting on food and and wine. And it's like, oh my God, it's just like, it never ends.
1: It's like, you can't be a a good food person without being a good alcohol person. Like you just don't see like sober food, Reviewers or critics or writers? No, <laughs> they yeah, don't exist. So, yeah, Exactly, you don't.
0: You know, and they're never skinny. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, I don't know. It's I don't know. I feel like, especially in the pandemic, I've I've never been the person that like drank during the week. Really? Oh, I have, now. Have. I, you know, I'll have a glass, would have a glass of wine here or there? But then everything with, you know, everything changed. And I've just Mm -hmm. been like, oh, it's it's a, it's more of a rarity to not be. And I'm like, how do I manage? Like, this is not good. And there's like wine coming in through the door every
1: damn day. There's another shipment of something, which is a treat. Mm -hmm.
0: But also at the same time, I'm like, dude, it's so easy to justify.
1: So I don't know. Yeah. You know, like my best advice or something like that, not that you asked, but maybe just for like anyone in your position, because I feel like obviously your listeners probably are like us Mm -hmm. is like, Just noticing that feeling, just noticing that when you think about drinking, what feelings does it bring up? Because for years I was like, I should go to AA, like I should get help. And I never did. And eventually it led me to this path. But like, if it's not a problem for you, like fantastic, like sis, enjoy. But if you're just like noticing what you think about when drinking comes up, just notice it. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to do anything about it. Just like see how you feel. And my biggest like come to Jesus moment was realizing that drinking really isn't doing something. It's not doing anything. Like everything about my weekend and my week nights was planned around drinking. And I used it as an excuse, thinking it was an activity that I was doing something that I was like, submitting something to the world by drinking and when I realized that like drinking isn't actually fucking doing anything Mm -hmm. I was like wait how am I supposed to go to the beach like what am I supposed to do it's like you remove drinking from it and you're like oh I have to I have to do something now like drinking isn't doing anything so (laughs) that was really like my biggest turnaround moment was just Mm -hmm. like Oh, every time I think about drinking now, I get like a really guilty feeling, shameful feeling. And there's more in life. I have time to do things like mm-hmm. fucking renovate an RV. I don't yeah. know that I would have done that. Yeah. A little jammy. A little jam <laughs> jam. Oh,
0: yeah. What a great uh, sober mm. project. I love it. Mm-hmm. What a cool journey. Well, gosh um this has been really great I want to be conscious of your time is there anything oh, yeah. let me kind of pop into the questions here and make sure there's nothing that I this forgot. is such
1: a fun thing like I wish I had podcasts like this to listen to like while I was building Jimmy because oh, I know well, there's, you, you can
0: there's <laughs> some out there
1: I listen I tried to listen yeah. to a few but it was mostly YouTube videos you know like yeah, yeah totally podcast I, I think is cool this is a great idea like yeah. great great format. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, hope there hopefully there will be more of them. I don't know. We cover all kinds of crazy stuff. It's really honestly just what I'm interested in at the time. There's like no particular like it has to be about this thing. Nope. That's Um, gonna be the most successful for sure. Well, I love that. I love that we're both kind of returning to that after a lifetime Uh, of adventures and restaurants and drinking and all this stuff. It's like it's the simple things that make you happy. It's our like return of Saturn. It is, it is. Well, where can people watch this uh, fun return of Saturn and your whole uh, journey as you go across Well, the for
1: for like more specific jammy van build things, it's all on my TikTok at Kelsey Dara and you can find me on Kelsey Dara for everything. And please check out the website, justiceforceraya.com. That's just the number for Saraya, which is S-A-R-A-Y-A.com. And you can find all the links and GoFundMes and petitions to sign there and, and read more about her story. And that would just be so helpful. Spread the word. Really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, guys. Well, that's um, her, her name, by the way, is K-E-L-S-E-Y-D-A-R-R-A-G-H on all Thanks. those different platforms. Be sure to give her a follow. And of course, check in with us next week. Uh, we will have another great episode this time from the road. She's sent us off in style. (laughs) I love it. Kelsey.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.